Welcome to the Paranormal Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Thanks for stopping by. This is the place to explore mysteries, investigate the otherworldly, and share stories of the inexplicable and the strange. You see, within the realm of our daily, ordinary lives, there is a paranormal factor always waiting to reveal itself. So let's begin exploring together the truly weird. Welcome, listeners, and thanks for joining us on the Paranormal Factor podcast. In this episode, we're going to introduce you to the very best paranormal stories the Buckeye State has to offer. Bigfoot, Frogman, Ghostly Haunts, the state of Ohio has it all. We'll cover all of them in our top five, including a UFO sighting. You'll find, while other states and countries have plenty of cases, Ohio more than holds its own in the realm of the supernatural and paranormal. But before we dive into the story, here's a quick reminder to check out the Paranormal Factor Podcast Facebook page. Every day, Monday through Friday, there's new paranormal and supernatural material for you to explore. Fans of the show know it's the best place to find monsters, quizzes, film, TV, and book recommendations, and current paranormal news stories from around the world. And if you happen to have the Alexa app, well, you can easily listen to our episodes by simply saying, Alexa, play the Paranormal Factor podcast. Now, on to our episode. Waynesville, a small village in Ohio, is said to be one of the most haunted places in the state and is a must-visit if you're into ghost stories. Waynesville, at the crossroads of U.S. Route 42 and State Route 73, is geographically significant and widely recognized as the antiques capital of the Midwest. But it has another recognition, or maybe I should say notoriety. Visitors to Waynesville may be surprised to learn the area is also home to several hauntings. The Hamill House, for example, is a well-known haunted inn where some of Waynesville's first reports of paranormal activity originated. Numerous reports of ghost sightings have plagued the house since it transformed from apartments into a bed and breakfast in the 1980s. The Hamill House Inn was built in 1822 and is known to be the most haunted building in Waynesville. Imagine this. After checking in, you're making your way down the hallway with your bags in hand. The lights begin to flicker, and you hear whispers. You begin to make out what is being said. Hurry up. They're coming. You turn to see who or what is coming, and, well, no one's there. You start to get a feeling of unease as you walk just a little faster, and then you hear it. Laughter coming right from behind you. Your skin crawls as you slowly turn to look behind you. But like before, there's no one there. You fumble for your key card and quickly slide it into the door lock. Inside your room, you breathe a sigh of relief and start to relax a little. Until you hear the sounds of children laughing out in the hall. Uh, Probably someone's kids out there, you think. But a creeping and unsettling doubt work at you. Not being able to resist any longer, you slowly open the door and peer into the hall to find... No one. The hall is empty. Well, these accounts have all been reported while staying at the inn. If that isn't enough to make you not want to check in, maybe this will make you think twice. It's said that a young traveling salesman arrived at the inn by horse and carriage over a century ago. He checked into room four. However, he never left. 
A few days later, the innkeeper was said to have sold off the man's horse and carriage. Well, that drew suspicion from local authorities. Eventually, he confessed to murdering the man in his bed. That murdered man is said to be seen in room four. Numerous guests have also said they have woken up to a man arguing and throwing things in the room. However, when they turn on the lights, well, nothing has been disturbed and there's no one in the room with them. The existence of a mysterious black shadow has been spotted several times and has been at the center of numerous paranormal reports at the Hamill House. One evening, a man wanting a peaceful night checked into room three after being told he would be the only guest that evening. When he got to his room, he quickly fell asleep. A short time later, however, he awoke to what sounded like the world's loudest party going on. He quickly rose from his bed, unlocked the door, and stepped into the corridor and was met by complete and utter silence. After exploring the first floor, he discovered the basement where the sound seemed to have been coming from all along. But it was empty. In the morning, the man saw a dark shadow moving through room two's wall and into his room, room three. Well, the scary hauntings of Waynesville are just one example of the many places involving paranormal encounters in the state of Ohio. But there are five that are arguably the best. So let's get to our list and start counting down the top five paranormal stories from Ohio. We begin our list with another haunted location that has a long history of ghostly encounters. Number five, Franklin Castle, Cleveland. Alleged to be the most haunted site in Ohio, Franklin Castle was the scene for a series of tragedies experienced by a German family who lived in the house from 1881 until 1895. This house is also known as the Tiedemann House, after the German immigrant Hannes Tiedemann, who built it in the 19th century. It was literally a house of death for the family. First, the 15-year-old daughter Emma died of complications from diabetes followed by the family's grandmother and three more children. These five deaths gave people the idea that something was up in the castle, or maybe the patriarch, Hannes Tiedemann, was engaged in malevolent activities. Secret tunnels built into the house over the years led to theories he used them to commit heinous murders, while others speculate Mrs. Tiedemann had them constructed to escape her overbearing husband. Louise Tiedemann died from a liver disease on March the 24th, 1895, at the age of 57. The next year, Hannes sold the house to the Molhauser family. And by 1908, he and the entire Tiedemann family were dead, leaving no one to inherit his considerable personal wealth. Well, for the next 100-plus years, the castle served a number of strange purposes. It was used as a site for bootlegging during Prohibition, and in the 1940s, it sold to a buyer for the German Socialist Party, or the Nazis. Used as a clubhouse, it prompted rumors it was allegedly serving as a base for Nazi spies. Another family, the Romanos, moved into the house in the 1960s and experienced so much paranormal phenomena, they invited this Southeast Ohio Psychical Research Society to investigate their home. Apparently, one of their members ran from the building screaming. The mansion received extensive burn damage later after a vagrant set fire to a portion of the building, and a fire in 1999 caused it to be abandoned for many years. But it was purchased by new owners in 2011 and is back in use as a private residence ever since. Its final sale to the Muscatello family further continued its eerie history. 
Their searches of the house eventually led to the discovery of human remains in the tower. And even after all these years later, the terrible luck of the Tiedemanns continues to follow the house. The dark energy present in one of the most haunted houses in Ohio can still be traced to those original occupants. Though now inhabited by the living, it still carries the essence of a house of death, a house of ghostly hauntings. The owners of the mansion have been subjected to the hauntings. One family reported their young children wanted to give a treat to a young girl who wouldn't stop crying. The girl simply faded away. And Mrs. Tiedemann is said to have possessed one former owner. It seems the negative energy trapped in Franklin Castle is still there today. Reports of ghost sightings are numerous. An Atlas Obscura article pointed out descriptions of unseen babies crying, and allegedly a baby skeleton was once recovered from the building. The heated discussions of Nazi club sympathizers can still be heard today, arguing before the confrontation turned deadly and ended in murder. There have been numerous footsteps heard, and the unsettling sightings of a female apparition are all still reported in the building today. That apparition and the leading ghost people report seeing, is that of Katie Tiedemann. It's rumored Katie was hanged by her father in one of those secret passageways, though there's no proof of it. Her spirit appears as a thin lady in black. While the residence is now in private hands and cannot be toured, you can still view the iconic building from the outside on Franklin Boulevard. Number 4. Loveland Frogman. Loveland. Or should I say Frogmen? Possibly the Cincinnati area's most famous cryptid. The Loveland Frogman is said to be a four-foot-tall humanoid frog or toad creature that prowls around Loveland, Ohio on its hind legs. This is one of the stranger Ohio paranormal stories, with the sightings of the Loveland Frogmen going back to 1955. New sightings seem to pop up every couple of decades. These creatures have shocked and terrified businessmen, farmers, and police officers and remain one of the most intriguing cryptozoological mysteries in the United States. Beginning in May 1955, people started reporting sightings of something really weird. At approximately 3.30 a.m., a businessman named Robert Hunnicott claimed to have witnessed three, get that, three bipedal quasi-reptilian entities gather together by the side of the road. The man pulled his car to the curb and observed these creatures for what he estimated to be about three minutes. During that time, he noticed the strange beings stood between three and four feet tall, were covered with gray leathery skin, and had webbed hands and feet. But their most distinguishing characteristic was their distinctly frog-like heads. As he watched, one of the creatures incredibly suddenly held what the witness described as a wand above its head. The man further claimed sparks spewed out of the end of this device. As he watched, one of the creatures looked at him and made a soft gesture, as if to say, do not come closer. Well, that did it for Hunnicott. He leaped into his car and drove away as fast as he could. At about 1 a.m. on March the 3rd, 1972, that's nearly 17 years after the first report, a police officer was traveling along Riverside Road heading toward Loveland when he saw something bizarre. The officer claimed he was driving slowly due to ice on the road when he saw what looked like a dog at the curb. Suddenly, the animal darted in front of the cruiser, 
forcing the officer to slam on the brakes in order to avoid a potential collision with the creature. Once the police cruiser came to a halt, its headlights lit up the animal. At this point, the officer described something almost too weird to believe. In the span of seconds, this crouched, frog-like creature stood on two legs, stared back at the policeman, then scrambled over the guardrail and scurried down the embankment, finally disappearing into the Little Miami River. The officer described the creature as being three to four feet tall, weighing about 50 to 75 pounds. He also claimed its skin had a leathery texture and the animal's features resembled those of a frog or lizard. Another officer investigated the scene later that evening. He saw no sign of the creature, but he reported there were distinct scratch marks on the guardrail where the animal allegedly crossed. Two weeks later, police officer Mark Matthews had an encounter of his own. According to the report, Officer Matthews, while driving into Loveland, spotted what he believed to be an injured animal lying on the pavement. Matthews climbed out of his cruiser with the intention of removing the body from the already ice-slicked road, when the creature suddenly lurched into a crouched position. It then ran on two legs and again leaped over a guardrail. His description matched the other officer. Also in 1972, an anonymous farmer reported sighting four bizarre creatures while inspecting his fields, which were located adjacent to the Little Miami River. The farmer claimed that the eyes of the frogmen were large and circular, their skin was a pale greenish gray, and perhaps most disturbingly, their mouths were wide and filled with sharp teeth. Instead of attacking the man, thankfully, the small beasts simply made their escape back into the river. The most recent sighting of the Loveland Frogman occurred on August the 3rd, 2016, when two teenagers playing Pokemon Go reported seeing a giant frog near the lake which stood up and walked on its hind legs. Sam Jacobs said, We saw a huge frog near the water. I took a couple of pictures and a video because I'd never seen one that big. Then the thing stood up and walked on its hind legs. Jacobs went on to say he realizes some people will think he's crazy. I swear on my grandmother's grave that this is the truth, Jacob said. I'm not sure whether it was a frog man or just a giant frog. Either way, I've never seen anything like it. Perhaps the most intriguing aspect of this case is the apparent use of a technological device. Remember the sparkling wand used in the earlier reported encounter with these creatures. It has led some investigators to suggest these beasts may not be just unusual animals. Maybe they're intelligent beings. Possibly aliens. Number three, coin UFO incident, Richland and Ashland counties. At 7.30 p.m. on October the 18th, 1973, American Airlines Flight 21 encountered a UFO near Mansfield, Ohio, and reported it. This would be the first of dozens of sightings reported in the area that night. However, the most astonishing one took place three hours later and became known as the coin incident. Sometime after 10.30 p.m., an Army Reserve helicopter piloted by Captain Lawrence Coyne and a crew of three men was flying from Columbus to Cleveland when somewhere around Mansfield, they noticed a red light on the horizon. At first intrigued, they quickly became alarmed when they realized the object was heading straight for them at high speed. Coyne quickly descended to avoid a collision, but as the men were preparing for impact, the object came to a halt in front of them. And projected a green, pyramid-shaped beam over the helicopter. One of the crew later stated he felt as if the helicopter was being scanned. At the same time this was happening, the men reported the helicopter being pulled up 
and toward the UFO. However, it then let go of the copter and shot off out of sight in mere seconds. According to the men, the incident lasted about five minutes. Scariest of all, the pilot reported that even though he had descended to avoid a collision, after the UFO flew away, he was in fact at a higher altitude than before the incident occurred. He said it was as if the UFO had pulled the helicopter up not just several feet, but several hundred feet. The men described a gray, metallic, dome-shaped object with a red light on one end and a white light on the other. They spoke openly with the media after landing, and Coyne was even quoted on national television. After the incident, according to one crew member, the helicopter never worked right again. Amazingly, the incident, including the green light, was seen from the ground by a mother and her two children. They reported seeing the helicopter chasing an object that they said looked like a pear-shaped blimp and as big as a school bus. The crew, they strongly believed they encountered something alien that night. Meanwhile, the wave of sightings continued in Ohio throughout that October of 1973. Well, there you have numbers five through three. Now, let's get to our number two and number one Ohio paranormal stories. Number two, Grassman, Hawking Hills. It's big, it's hairy. It has an unearthly screech that witnesses say sounds like it comes from the depths of hell itself. It terrorizes rural homesteads. It is the Ohio Grassman. Grassman is said to be a Bigfoot-type creature, but he is surely not the only one. Ohio is full of Bigfoot sightings throughout the state, and such sightings have been reported in Cleveland's Rocky River Reservation, Cuyahoga Valley National Park, Salt Fork State Park, Galea County, Minerva, Cedar Bog, and Charles Mill Lake. But let's get back to Grassman. Every state ought to have a Bigfoot, and Ohio comes through big time. He is undoubtedly the most famous of Ohio's Bigfoot creatures. Grassman is a local bipedal cryptid said to live near Minerva, Ohio, and said to be incredibly aggressive. It gets its name from the small hut-like living structures or nests it builds out of tall grass. While the Bigfoot legend has only really been going strong for several decades in the Pacific Northwest, stories about the Grassman have appeared in Midwest Native American lore since at least the 1700s. And their descriptions of a 500-pound hairy creature that walks around on two legs, well, it matches pretty well with descriptions of the Grassman. The local tribes spoke of a race of bipedal ape men, referred to as the wild ones of the woods, that lived nearby. The Native Americans would leave out food for the creatures in an effort to keep peace. So, Grassman has a long and storied history, but contemporary encounters began in 1978 in Minerva, where it reportedly began harassing local families, and in one disturbing case, possibly strangled a family pet. Deputies who investigated the sightings and violent occurrences still maintain to this day that they were not a hoax. In August 1978, the grandchildren of Minerva residents Evelyn and Hal Clayton, along with their friends, ran inside screaming about a hairy monster they saw in the gravel pit outside. Well, when the couple went out to investigate, they saw what the shrieking children had described, a huge creature covered in dark matted hair. It was sitting in the pit and fiddling around with discarded trash. It was estimated to be around 300 pounds. The Claytons fled, but this would not be their last encounter with the Grassman. 
The Claytons would see the grass man many times after their initial encounter. One night, it was seen peering at them through their kitchen window. Hal ran for his gun, but the creature was gone before he returned. The area was later investigated by police, and although there was no sign of the hairy humanoid, several faint footprints were observed in the mud, and a terrible stench still lingered in the air. The Ohio grass man was later seen by the Claytons atop a hill near a strip mine at night. The next month, in broad daylight, the couple observed two hairy bipeds on the same hill. It was only after these reports by the Claytons that a frightening connection was made. Days before the gravel pit incident, their German shepherd was found dead, its neck broken. Was it done by Grassman? After a period of relative inactivity, the Grassman was again believed to be in the swamps around Kenmore, Ohio. Although it wasn't seen, a cast of a three-toed humanoid foot was made from tracks found there. And the Grassman has been sighted dozens of times since 2000, most frequently in Portage County. It's been seen lurking around Kendall Lake, reportedly stalking unsuspecting fishermen. There have been up to five individuals spotted, and mothers and babies have even been observed. 16-inch long hair strands were retrieved, and they were analyzed by Ohio State University. Analysts were unable to identify any known animal they could have come from. And finally, we've come to our number one. Phantom odors cold spots, unexplained noises, objects moving, feelings of being watched, and apparitions. Our number one has all of them. Number one, Ohio State Reformatory, Mansfield. This real prison and historic monument was featured in the Shawshank Redemption, and it consistently makes the lists as one of the most haunted and supernatural locations in all of America. It was a reformatory designed for less violent criminals in Ohio, meant to reform inmates rather than punish them. But those plans didn't pan out, and the prison became extremely violent. It also experienced many suicides, and even the death of the warden's wife. It's been featured on paranormal TV shows and is a worldwide destination for so-called ghost hunters. Built in 1896, the reformatory had a reputation for its cruel treatment of inmates, most of whom were first-time offenders. In fact, its infamously inhuman conditions were what led to its closure. Today, the reformatory is available for tours, which reveal its cramped cells that real prisoners were forced to endure. According to the Travel Channel, many prisoners died during the 94 years the reformatory served as an operational prison, and their numbered graves are right outside the property. It's widely thought the restless, angry spirits of those who died in custody have remained behind. The prison closed in 1990, but tales of woe and eerie occurrences remain. Many visitors have reported experiencing cold spots, slamming doors, and being pushed by unseen forces. Though no one ever was formally executed at the Ohio State Reformatory, 200 deaths occurred within its walls, leading to all sorts of vengeful spirits roaming its hallways. One of these supposed ghosts is Helen Glatke, the wife of the prison's one-time warden, who was accidentally shot in the lung when a gun fell off of a shelf. Another prisoner set himself on fire in a cell. Even the surrounding grounds are allegedly haunted by the ghost of an eccentric old woman. Perhaps the most terrifying location is the hole a solitary confinement space located in the reformatory's basement. 
Designed for 20 people at most, the guards crammed it full of prisoners they would berate and torture. One infamous occasion tells of two prisoners going into the hole with only one emerging alive. Some of the other haunted locations within the prison are the East Wing first floor bathroom and third floor of the administration building where shadowy figures have been seen on multiple occasions. The sub-basement, chapel, and west attic have all been sites of physical interaction with the supernatural, with reports of unseen entities grabbing people. The cell blocks are especially known to host ghost sightings in the place where dozens of suicides and murders took place. The violence appears to have left a footprint on the former prison that lingers to this day. Many people who tour the facility, whether in a paranormal group or during the daytime, report strange noises and feeling that someone is watching them. Legend has it that even when the building is empty, you can hear footsteps stomping through the hallways, knuckles tapping against the cell bars, and voices of the ghostly prisoners. A recent visitor posted on OhioHauntedHouses.com in 2021 the following. On a rainy Monday in 2019, my husband and I took what we like to call a spirit trip to visit the Mansfield Reformatory. It had been on our bucket list to visit for a long time. Um, I'm telling you, it did not disappoint. We loved the history, the architecture, and the experiences. There were only a handful of people around, and it was very quiet. I'm an empath. I pick up and on many occasions have seen apparitions. My first encounter was in the east wing, top floor of the cell block. I was walking along the front of the cells alone, and something hit me hard from behind. It threw me to the metal floor. As I stood up, I looked behind me to see who was there. No one. It really startled me. I, I looked into the cell near where I fell and saw an image of a tall man. No features. He was just standing there. It didn't take me long to get out of that area. I had many other encounters that day, but that was the one that got to me the most. Go experience it, uh, but try to go on a quiet day off. The spirits will play with you. The spirits will play with you? Uh, yeah. No thank you. Well, there you have it. Our top five paranormal entries for the Buckeye State. Which ones resonated with you the most? Hauntings? Cryptids? Or the UFOs? But wait, before you choose, we're not quite done. So, I do have a few honorable mentions to, uh, mention. The Majestic Theater, Chillicothe. Since the Majestic Theater was built back in 1852, it's earned itself quite the reputation as a haunted location in Ohio. It was originally the Masonic Opera House, and during the 1918 influenza epidemic, the overflow of local corpses was stored there. It's said that blood and vital fluids from the bodies were pumped into the alley to the rear of the building, earning it the nickname Blood Alley. That's kind of chilling. There are lots of spooky tales that have been told about the various ghosts that haunt the theater. The most commonly cited ghost has been named Elizabeth and is said to be a young woman. On one occasion, she was recorded in the theater by investigators asking chillingly, how do I get out of here? The Defiance Werewolf, Defiance, town and county. You know, there have been many werewolf sightings actually in Ohio over the years. But the Werewolf of Defiance is a bit stranger. In the summer of 1972, there were multiple sightings of a large creature that resembled, well, a werewolf. 
One sighting came from a railroad worker claiming the werewolf struck him with a piece of lumber. Now, I can't explain why a werewolf would need to use a 2x4 as a weapon before running off, but police took the matter very seriously as the descriptions of the creature all seemed to be similar. In general, eyewitnesses agreed the werewolf was large, at least 6 feet, and humanoid in some ways. It apparently was at least partially clothed like a werewolf from the movies. Some reports said it was wearing jeans. It was also reported as being bipedal, but severely hunched over. Newspapers did report, interestingly enough, that none of the events happened during a full moon. Trumbull County UFO Incident Featured on the History Channel in numerous UFO documentaries, the Trumbull County UFO Incident in Northeast Ohio is exceptional. That's due to it being witnessed by numerous police officers and a 911 dispatcher, all of whom were being recorded as they spoke back and forth about the strange events unfolding on the evening of December 14, 1994. It was also seen by many members of the public. Around midnight, Trumbull County 911 in Warren, Ohio, began receiving calls from residents about strange, low-flying lights in the sky. The first several calls were ignored, but after they continued to come in at an alarming pace, the dispatcher sent out Liberty Township police officers to investigate. One of them was Sergeant Toby Maloro. As Sergeant Maloro drove closer to the light and stayed in contact with the dispatcher the whole time, his vehicle suddenly shut off and came to a halt, and his radio stopped working. As he attempted to restart the cruiser, he said he was engulfed by a light from above. Frightened and not sure what to do, he exited his vehicle and looked up. He described seeing a giant circular-shaped object that was, he said, intensely bright in the center section. It made no sound at all. Well, speaking of strange encounters by police officers, in our next episode, we're going to be sharing with you some of the very best paranormal stories from the men and women of law enforcement. If you've listened to the Paranormal Factor podcast much, you know there are many examples in our episodes of eyewitnesses being police officers. In fact, in our very first episode, we highlighted the eyewitness account of Socorro, New Mexico police officer Lonnie Zamora as part of a spectacular UFO encounter. I always find an added amount of legitimacy with law enforcement eyewitnesses. So join us as we look into some startling paranormal sightings by police next time, right here on the Paranormal Factor Podcast. And now it's time for the episode quiz. That's right, everybody. It's quiz time, and here we go. Where and when did the Orange Eyes monster first surface? Was it A, Charles Mill Lake, Ohio in 1959, B. Lake Tahoe, California, in 1966. C. Bayou La Rose in Louisiana in 1984. Or D. Lake George, Florida in 2003. Once again, where and when did the Orange Eyes Monster first surface? Was it Charles Mill Lake, Ohio in 1959? Lake Tahoe, California in 1966? Bayou La Rose, Louisiana in 1984, or Lake George, Florida in 2003? And the answer is... A. Charles Mill Lake, Ohio. 
Orange Eyes is allegedly a Sasquatch that has been sighted since 1959 in the area of Charles Mill Lake. Charles Mill Lake also happens to be the home to the Charles Mill Lake monster, a water monster. Quite a popular location for monsters, I guess. The first sighting dates back to March 28, 1959, where two teenagers at a lover's lane claimed they saw a large, hairy Bigfoot beast with glowing orange eyes rising from the misty marsh. The lover's lane runs right past Charles Mill Lake. The creature is actually fairly mysterious since it hasn't been seen very often. Orange eyes may be, or be related to, another Ohio cryptid you just heard about in our episode, The Ohio Grassman. The Grassman has also been referred to with the nickname Orange Eyes, which, quite frankly, makes it all a bit confusing. But there is a possible clarifying theory. The amber eye color or glow may be something inherent in many different Sasquatch species rather than being a trait unique to just one particular creature. Regardless, if it's just one Bigfoot or a trait more widely found, the witnesses around Charles Mill Lake have been consistent and certain about that one trait. It had large, orange, reflective eyes. And it used them pretty effectively to scare the bejesus out of a couple of teenagers in 1959. Well, that'll do it for this episode. A theme song is Knockers by Cinco, courtesy of Upbeat Music. Hey, before you leave, if you could, please do me just two favors. First of all, if you did enjoy the show, please leave a like on your favorite listening application. And secondly, if you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Love to have some new listeners out there to join you. I'm your host, Richard Wright. Keep your eyes open for the unusual folks, and thanks for stopping by.